Hello everybody and welcome to Paranormal or What podcast with me, your host, Michaela Ford. How are you doing? Haven't spoken to you for ages. What have you been up to? What's going on in the world of the paranormal? Well, at the moment, the only thing going on in my world are GCSEs, which is, as you know, why I've taken a little break for a few weeks. So I thought I'd be missing you all so much that I did this little special 30-minute episode. And it's basically just a compilation of some of my paranormal experiences, which I thought you might be interested to hear. And if not, maybe it's something that's happened to you and you've had a similar experience. And if you have, if this drums up any memories from the past, please get in touch with me and tell me what's happened. In fact, I'd be glad to have you on the podcast. I'm looking for people to um, come and chat to me about their experiences and what's happened. So please do get in touch at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com. If you fancy coming on the podcast to talk about your experiences or if you have some experiences that you'd like to share. So this episode is all about me I'm afraid sorry to be boring but it's just a culmination of some of the shorter and more weird experiences that I've had in my life so hope you enjoy it Hi everyone. So here are some of my short paranormal experiences. I tend to keep them in a list on my mobile phone just to remind me of all the strange, spooky and sometimes very small incidents that have happened around me. One thing happened to me in 1996 when I was a student in Wakefield in West Yorkshire in the UK and I always got the feeling that the upstairs of the house was haunted. It was quite an unusual house because it was a private rental for students and it was two sets of semi-detached houses which meant that they'd been knocked together to make one big house but then the owner had re-separated them but reconfigured how it worked. So even though it was originally a, a two-bedroomed house, he'd made it into a one-bedroomed house. He'd kept one of the bedrooms on his side of the house, and then there was just one bedroom upstairs, which was mine, and the bathroom. And my friend was using the living room downstairs as her bedroom. So it was a good way of maximising the potential of earning from students, I suppose. Anyway, um, the man who owned the house had previously had his very elderly mother living there and she had died. We don't know if she died in the house, but I always felt a presence upstairs and especially in the bathroom. It was always you always felt like someone was watching you for some reason. Anyway, this one particular day, I was getting ready to go out and I had a nail varnish on my bedside table 
and it suddenly started vibrating and shaking really rapidly. And rather than being afraid, I was really, really curious, and I just sat down next to it. I must have watched it for a full five minutes, thinking, surely it's going to stop at some point. It can't just keep on shaking from side to side and vibrating really fast. And why isn't anything else in the room vibrating? But it didn't. And then in the end, I just gently put my finger on the top of it and it stopped vibrating. Very strange. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Let me know if you have. This was one of the more unusual things that happened to me and I apologise if I have spoken about it before. Um, maybe I should start ticking off the ones I've talked about on the podcast. Um, anyway, I was a student camp counsellor in a summer camp in America in 1997. I went there twice. It was in Pennsylvania And it was a summer camp, especially for children with difficulties such as ADHD and OCD, Tourette's syndrome, things like that. So it was a very energetic place and I loved it. In fact, I went back there the year after. And the first time that I went, it was very... um, funny because um, we got to do lots and lots of sports obviously we had to keep these children really busy and really um, active the whole time so I got to try lots of sports I'd never tried before and one of them was softball and it turned out that I was quite good at softball because I had the ability to hit the ball quite a long way Um, probably all those hours of rounders that we did at school and I was very pleased because the PE coach that they had there every time I came to the square at the front to take my turn he would shout big hitter and everybody would move back and as I wasn't very good at sports at school it made me feel really pleased in a really silly way anyway this one particular day we were doing a really good game and so we carried on Um, and played after dinner. So we were playing about sort of 7 to 8.30 p.m. And although it was summer, it was starting to come dusky around that time. And I was out on the pitch, I don't know what you call it, fielding anyway, waiting to catch the ball. And I was in a really isolated spot because I was trying to do my best to um, spread out and around the baseball pitch the softball pitch were trees Um, now I was kind of on the outskirts of the pitch and as I stood there I always find dusk a very strange time I don't know about you because it plays tricks on your eyes all the time but this was no trick of my eyes I can absolutely guarantee you that I was stood there when a miniature cloud flew past me very slowly and 
It was the most bizarre thing because the cloud was below my head height. I'm five foot six. So it was about five feet off the ground. It was about four feet in front of me. And it was very contained, quite a, a dense cloud of mist, white mist. And it just made its way very slowly and very purposefully across the pitch right in front of me and then off to the side. And I stood watching it and it felt like it somehow was animated. I don't know how to describe it, but almost like it could be someone's spirit. And there was a big part of me that really wanted to reach out and put my hand in it to see whether whether it went away or whether it felt cold or but there was something holding me back and I, it was just this fear that something bad would happen if I put my hand in it almost like I was sticking my hand into someone's soul so it really freaked me out all I did was just stand there and watch it and it gently moseyed off into the distance until I couldn't see it anymore It was so weird. This is a very short but very weird experience that I've had throughout my entire life. And... It happened a lot more when I was younger, when I was in my 20s and 30s. It happens less now. But it really got to the point where I was concerned for myself. I was concerned for my sanity, one of the many times in my life. Um, And I thought, is my brain or my body causing this? And what would happen was that the ground would shake under me violently for less than a second and then stop so I'd just be going about my normal business and then the ground would shake and it can shake it could do it while I was sat down it could do it while I was stood up um, and it would just be like a, a miniature earthquake for a second and then stop and I came to the conclusion that it must be my brain doing this And I was a bit worried that there was something really wrong with me. But as I've got older, it's happened less and less. But I've always found it very intriguing. Has anyone else ever had this phenomena where everything vibrates really, really violently? Um, And it feels like the whole world's vibrating under your feet, but literally just for a second. And then it stops. And then you stood there going, what was that? Was that just me? Did anybody else notice that? Is it just me? Is it my body? Is it my brain? Or is it something that no one else is noticing? Let me know if you've had a similar experience to that. Now, let's move on to full-bodied apparitions. 
Why is it always so short? I know some people have really juicy, long experiences of seeing full-bodied apparitions, but mine are so short that sometimes you question yourself as to whether you actually saw it at all. There were, there have been two um, animal sightings that I've had and two human sightings. So let's see what you think. I might have told you about the um, the dogs before, but I shall briefly um, go over my stories again. So the first one was in the year 2000. I was working as an actor in Germany and I was on a tour. We were in East Germany and I believe we were in Leipzig staying in a bed and breakfast place um, as the actors do on the tour. They drive from place to place, do their show and then stay in a bed and breakfast before moving on the next day. Anyway, uh, we had a weekend, a rare weekend off where we didn't have to travel very far. So we got the um, fabulous train into Leipzig and we had a brilliant evening, went to these kind of studenty type pubs. Um, by the way, if you ever want to go out in Germany, Leipzig's a really good night out if you like studenty type feel. Um, it was really chilled out and really nice. So then we'd had, um, you know, quite a bit to drink, but we weren't quite ready to go home. And we heard of this pub, which was in the countryside, and we decided uh, to go to it because it was open. Apparently, it was open all night. So we got a taxi there and we went to the pub. But actually, once we got there, we had one drink and then realised we were really tired. Um, we'd had enough. And this was about three o'clock in the morning. And unfortunately, we couldn't get a taxi. So we booked one, but I think we had to wait an hour and a half or maybe two hours for the taxi. And we'd completely flagged by then. We were really tired. And next to the main area of the bar, there was a little snug area. And in the snug area, it had leather armchairs. So I plopped myself into one of those. And I was, I was half asleep, okay, and I had had quite a bit to drink, but I'm still sure that I saw what I saw, and you can take me seriously, I'll just put it down to being drunk and sleepy, it's completely up to you. So I was sat in the chair, I had the door to the bar, the main bar area on my left, and then straight ahead of me was the door to the private area where the the public house owner lived. So there was obviously a door and then they probably went upstairs to their apartment. And so that was closed and it said no entry. And as I was sat there, um, a grey dog, a bit like um, sort of a greyhound, walked from my left from the bar area, past me in my chair and then into the door that led upstairs. 
And the only thing that made me sort of question it was that in my sleepiness, I realised my reactions were very slow and I realised that the dog had actually walked through the door. So I hadn't thought anything of it. The door just, the dog walked past me, just moseyed by, walk, 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 through the door. And then I went, oh, oh, it just walked through the door and the door was closed. That's weird. And yeah, and that was it. And then I turned around to my friend and said, I've just seen a ghost dog. And everybody laughed at me, which is what usually happens. Um, but I still remember it now. I can still picture myself sat there and seeing the dog walk past. So the second time I saw a ghost dog was, it's where I live now, and there is an old train track in our town um, that has been covered over and made into a long countryside walkway, which which is quite a common thing to do with old um, train lines now because it, it makes a beautiful um, walk through the countryside. Um, they take up the tracks and they um, tarmac the area and then you can just walk through the countryside and it's really easy and you can ride your bike and things like that. So I was walking up there, Centurion Way, the top half of it. Um, no, I was actually out with the boys on my bike, which was a rare occurrence. And um, we were cycling down Centurion Way and it's mostly straight, but there are one or two curvy corners. And in the distance, I could see one of the curvy corners and it went up over to the brow of a, a gentle hill um, where there's a grove of trees just by itself. And as I was cycling along, I saw this Again, big grey dog, a bit like a, a grey sort of Irish wolfhound, tall, spindly, and it walked across the path and disappeared into the bushes at the other side. And at the time I thought, oh, that's weird because there's no one with it. I wonder who it's with. So when we got to the place where I'd seen it, I stopped and got off my bike and had a look around and there was no one there. There was no dog there. And actually, when I got to it, it would have been impossible for a dog to have done what I saw it do because either side was a very, very, very dense hedge. Um, so dense that that no one could get through. It's like an ancient hedgerow. And um, in fact, on the part where I saw the dog go into, um, on the other side of the hedge was um, a wire fence. So I actually got walked around the fence to the other side and I just stood there looking around going, but this is impossible. A dog can't have gone through there. There's no one here, and what's the explanation? Um, and so I told my children, and they laughed at me. <laughs> you must have all had this before. Something incredible happens, and you tell people, and they just go, oh, well, it's just your imagination. It's like, Why would my imagination wait, make up a random large hunting dog walking across the path in front of me? What? what why would that happen? I don't know. What do you think the answer is? So 
onto the full-bodied apparitions of people. And they're both very, very different experiences. The first one only happened a few weeks ago, and I actually um, sent my experience off to Monsters Among Us podcast. Hi there, Derek, and hi there, Monsters Among Us fans. Um, One of my very favourite podcasts. I just love listening to it. So I was driving along the road, and it was just a very normal road. On the left-hand side is... um, a sports field. Uh, lots of people play football there. There's no fence or anything. It's just road, path, pavement, um, and then straight onto the sports field. And there was a woman walking along the path. Now, I didn't take a lot of notice of the woman to start with because I'm driving along and there's just a woman walking along the path. And then she disappeared. She literally just vanished. So I looked in my rearview mirror thinking, well, it's obviously that just that I've gone past her. Um, although my brain was telling me that something weird was going on. And, and there was literally no one on that pavement. No one. And the woman I saw, it was very, um, very normal. She was... Um, a larger lady with jeans on and um, a white top. She had long blonde hair, but it was curled as if she'd um, done it with a curling tongue. Um, And literally, I'm driving along. Oh, there's a lady on the side of the pavement. Oh, the lady's just disappeared. In the blink of an eye, she's just like zapped out. And then... I look in my rearview mirror and and no one's there. Literally no one is there on the pavement. So I don't know what the explanation for that is, unless it's my brain kind of projecting filmic things onto the pavement. I don't know. Can that happen? You tell me. Now, the other full-bodied apparition that I saw was much more of a, a ghostly type, But again, unexpectedly, it happened during the middle of the day. It's quite funny because um, when we go to visit our friends in Bristol, UK, we always, if we can't stay at their house for some reason, we stay in this particular pub, which is an extremely old pub. It dates back right from the 13th century. And obviously it's had extensions um, from then, I can't remember the name of it at the moment, um, but I can find it out if anybody wants to know, just get in touch on the uh, Facebook page. So we stayed at this really old pub and of course me being me, um, I might take a little bit of an equipment with me and have a bit of a poke around, especially when we get back in the evening before we go to bed, I'm thinking, oh, am I going to see any ghosts? I wonder if it's haunted. Um, and I, uh, you know, I was questioning the staff. And this time I hadn't had chance to question the staff. So I um, thought, oh, I'll do it at breakfast time. Anyway, um, I forgot, as you do, sat having our breakfast. And then my husband went off to the toilet. And while I was sat there... Out of the corner of my eye, 
I saw a woman walk past me. A woman in grey, um, Victorian sort of outfit. And it only happened for a second. And then when I looked properly, she wasn't there. But I'd seen her out of the corner of my eye walk past me. Um, and then when I turned my head to look, she she disappeared. So that was uh, uh, that was what happened there. And I did actually um, question the people who um, who were working there, and they did say that sometimes there has been a ghost of a woman seen. So maybe I saw the grey woman. All oh, very exciting, isn't it? So let me know, have you seen a full-bodied apparition? What I want to know is, did you see it out of the corner of your eye or did you see it full face on? Because that's what I find really fascinating. I went through a period in my house of seeing dark shadows out of the corner of my eye and it really freaked me out and the time it freaked me out the most was when I saw a rat type shadow. I came out of the bathroom after cleaning my teeth one night and I saw like a dark rat shaped shadow go into my son's bedroom and I rushed in after it but of course I couldn't see it and that started to freak me out. Um, and I would often see dark, little dark, like really inky black shadows out of the corner of my eye around the house, especially in the hallway by the front door. And, and I would see it out of both corners of my eye, if you know what I mean, out of my right eye and my left eye. Um, so much so that I ended up smudging the house and actually I haven't seen anything since I smudged the house and I did a lot of shouting out, um, you know, banning negative energies and things like that. And that seemed to have worked. Has anybody else had things like that? Have you had dark shadows dancing around in the corner of your vision and have you done anything about it? Don't forget to send your experiences in to me at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com or do a voice memo on your phone and send it to me at that address paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com or go to anchor um on spotify and you can upload your voice memos directly to the anchor website This phenomena started in my house just after the first lockdown for COVID. It was April 2020 and of course we were all at home and it carried on intermittently for quite a, a while although I haven't heard it for the last few months and it's very simple and very strange. Let me give you a bit of background. I live in uh, the south of the UK and I live on in a suburban area, um, an estate we call it, and we live in a 1930s semi-detached house, so we're just attached to one other house. And 
The kitchen is what we call a galley kitchen, which means it's very long and thin, uh, which causes interesting problems if someone's trying to cook and someone's trying to get the washing out of the washing machine and somebody's trying to wash the dishes and someone's trying to unload the dishwasher. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. But it, it's, so it's quite long and thin and quite a lot of unusual things have happened in the kitchen. Um, I would say if I was asked, I would say that my house is not haunted. But a lot of weird things have happened in it. Um, you might have listened to one of the episodes right at the beginning of the podcast where I talked about um, <laughs> face cloth gate and slipper gate, where my slippers and my face cloth went missing almost right in front of my eyes and then reappeared again mysteriously. Um, and I might have told you about the voice that just popped out of the ether one day. Um, just very quickly, if you haven't heard that, I was just in my bedroom one day putting away clean washing, which I spend a lot of time doing, which I'm, I'm just sat by a full basket now, actually. Um, having teenage boys is quite washing heavy. And I was just sort of pottering around in my bedroom when I got this massive load of static in my head, inside my head, like a radio station. And then the static went and a female voice said, Hello? And I just stopped still and said, hello, and then kept saying, hello, hello, and nothing happened. That was it. The static in my head and then, hello. Very strange. I had another episode like this when I was at my haunted hotel for the second time in February and I'd been asleep and I woke up and as I woke up in room six, this male voice, very deep voice, felt like somebody was very tall was stood right next to the little bed that I was in. And this deep voice said, hello. And I woke up and said, hello. And my friend who was there said, hello, what's the matter? And I said, no, a man just said hello to me. And again, it felt like it was inside my head. Now, the second one you could probably put down to exploding head syndrome, which is where when you're falling asleep or waking up, your head um, can make strange noises. Like quite a lot of times um, when I've had this I've heard really loud banging on the doors or the walls, which is almost like um, in horror films where there's a really loud echoey banging, but it feels like it's, you can't tell if it's in your head or not inside your head. And I've had that quite a lot when I've been falling asleep or waking up. So do I put the voice down to um, exploding head syndrome in my haunted hotel? But the one in my bedroom where I had the static and then the woman's voice, I was wide awake. It was just mid-afternoon, so I don't know what that explanation is. Anyway, I digress. The kitchen. The kitchen makes noises and 
it's very, very, very strange noises. It's like a really loud popping sound. Um, like if you shook up um, a fizzy drink and then the lid was on only loosely and it popped off, that kind of pop. Um, or if you make that noise with your finger in your cheek where you make, you make your mouth go, um, but really, really loud. In fact, the first time it happened, it was so loud that it caused everyone in the living room to get up and go into the kitchen to see what on earth had happened. Um, and we found no explanation for it. And it's happened several times since. Um, and it's always around the kitchen sink. Now, maybe it's something to do with the kitchen sink. Um but it's a it's a very particular sound, and I have heard it once while I was out and about, um, in in a woodland, this bizarre popping sound, and because I've got a very very active imagination, it almost um, comes into my head that it's almost like someone popping in and out of existence or popping in and out of a dimension, um. It sort of reminds me a bit of something in his dark materials where they find a portal and they can kind of pop in and out through it. It's very strange and I don't know what the answer is to that. Has anybody else heard strange popping sounds? And am I making too much of it if I think, is it something to do with extraterrestrials or is it just a faulty drain in my sink why don't you come onto the facebook page and tell me your theory the popping in the kitchen what or who is doing it Well, I hope you enjoyed me rambling on and telling you all about my little paranormal experiences that have happened around my home and around my life over the last few years. There are some more, but they would take longer to tell, so maybe I will tell you in the future. Please, please, please send me your paranormal experiences. I really want to know. Let's try and grow the show and put in a little section every time we do a podcast of readers, readers' experiences. No, listeners' experiences that will be. Michaela, honestly, sometimes. Um, so please do send them in to me at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com please go to my facebook page and tell me about your personal experiences it's under paranormal or what podcast also you can find the podcast on instagram and twitter and i am starting to do a little tiktok uh, we also have a web page which is currently being built, um, which is on Paranormal or What podcast. At, um, I will get back to you. My absolutely fabulous sister-in-law is currently building it for me. And so I will have the address of the webpage for you. Um, 
for the next episode, although if you type it in on Google, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Oh, yes. And of course, I now have quite a lot of my podcast episodes on YouTube. So go to Paranormal or What podcast on YouTube and you can see the video versions of the podcast interviews. Um, particularly exciting are the ones where I interviewed Dave Schrader from Paranormal 60 and I will soon be uploading the one with Cliff Barrackman, um, which is very, very exciting, where we talked all about squatching. So get yourselves over to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, um, all good podcast apps, which are um, playing the podcast, such as Spotify and Castbox and Podbean and Apple Podcasts and any other reputable podcasting application. For now, I am going to stop waffling and go and sort the rest of my things out and make sure that my son's doing his revision. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as always, and I do promise to have the podcast. Um, coming up more regularly after the next three weeks of GCSE exams are over. So until then, my paranormal people, take care, get out there ghost hunting, send me your stories, and don't forget, together we can figure it out. <laughs>